And yes, folks, it's that time. It's 4 p.m. on Thursdays. This is Pillars of Franchising, where we tell you the secrets of success in franchising. Ray, as the song says, if the train's on time, when I was in Chicago last week and I had to go downtown, it was hot, sticky, and the train was late. That said, I, uh, I planned accordingly, and I was actually still an hour early. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> I am doing great. I am uh, sitting in Mobile One. Hopefully, we won't have any dogs barking in the background this time. <laughs> so, uh, during the wonderful weather we're having, it's in the, what is it? I think it's the high 80s right now, a slight breeze. And uh, it's uh, pretty nice out here, sun shining. How's it, how's it on the West Coast? Well, it's actually in Shell Beach, it's actually kind of overcast. Low 70s, light breeze, the, no whitecaps on the ocean, just slight choppy, but no whitecaps. Perfect hoodie weather. Just beautiful. Oh. That's the, it's why I live here. Live here. Um, actually, I was going to I'd been thinking about the dogs, and I'd been thinking maybe we should give them their own uh, page on the, on the PillarsOfFranchising.com website. Oh, sure. Franchise dog. Why not? Um, well, I don't know if you noticed, but Joel Labava, our friend, the franchise king, his dog now has a Twitter account. So, interesting. Oh. Shout out to Joel. Okay. <laughs> and, and and his dog is probably running for alderman or president? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it, if the dog is running in some elect, election, we'll get him on and talk to him. I mean, we had your sure. alderman on, so sure. why not have a dog? And that would probably play well speaking, in California. Speaking of uh, talking, we should introduce our, our guest today. Take it away, my friend. Yeah, before I melt. <laughs> in St. <ahead>. Louis. <laughs> Hi, Nancy. Hello, gentlemen. I'm in St. Louis, where it is probably 75 or 80, maybe a little more. Beautiful day, downtown. Well, not downtown St. We're in Bridgeton, Missouri, which is a suburb mm. of St. Louis. Ray, what's our guest's so, last name? <laughs> I didn't I'm Nancy write it down. Friedman. Oh. <laughs> I do bad my own Ray, introduction, bad. Fred. Yeah, I'm no, Nancy Friedman, the world's only... Yeah, he's good. He's all right. Leave him alone. I'm Nancy Friedman, <laughs> the telephone doctor, the world's only telephone doctor. And we, live, we have a training company called Telephone Doctor Customer Service Training. We help companies communicate better with their customers. Now, you can ask me any question but my weight, and I will answer openly. I'm here to help the franchise world. That's what I do. So go ahead. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you when I first started the franchise, my franchise, one of the themes was answer the phone. So now Never. let's take this a step further. <laughs> you know, because believe it or not, you know, especially back then, uh, the phone was your primary source of communications with your customers or clients, and uh, people were simply not answering the phone and let you know the machine pick it up. So now I think we need to take this definitely more than one or two steps forward from not just answering the phone with. Yeah, this is uh, ABC, whatever. And what do you want? Tell me what what should uh, what should that look like now, Nancy? Well, and that that's a good place to start. Uh, Telephone doctor customer service training is a thirty year old 
customer service training company. We started whatever 30 years ago was. And uh, at that time, phones were critically important. Uh, Believe it or not, I think we came on just a little bit before the computer, the desktop computers came on. And so the phones were still a very, very large part of business. Today, fast forward, if you will, we have six touch points of communication. We have email, voicemail, snail mail, phone, fax, and face-to-face. So, And, yeah, you got texting, but I'll, I'll cover that later. So you got six ways you can communicate with people. The telephone is still a little bit higher than email, but email is catching up. The negative to email is it's easier to ignore you now than it is on a phone. So people get ignored by email. I hear that all the time at my programs. You know, they don't answer my email. Well, problem is your email probably sucks, and it probably just doesn't have, you know, probably starts with, I hope you are doing well. And if your email mm-hmm. is starting with that, that, that is probably the the biggest sign that I want to sell you something, the biggest sign that says mm-hmm. this is going to be either a, a template, it's going to be a template, or it's going to be a, I'm going to sell you something. It, it's just not an effective way. It's not wrong. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not effective. And uh, p- pardon me for asking. I don't know if we've got three people listening or it's just you, the three of us. But either way, whoever hears this beyond today will, will gain some good information. Uh, so answering the phone has become critically important. Uh, and you're right. I don't know if that was Fred or, or, uh, or Ray who said that. You know, We have our own telephone doctor method. We call it the three-part greeting. You want me to go into that now? That's it's a fun thing. You want to go into the three part reading now? Okay. I do, so, but I just I want to. I, I just I, I I just want to mention something about emails. I've been getting a lot of emails that that start out per our previous conversation, and I know I never spoke with that person. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's I, I put you know, that into almost. It was, I don't know if that's Ray or, or Fred talking. I apologize. Can't tell your Ray. voices apart yet. Ah, well, Ray, that's, I put that into as close to spam as you can get. Yes. Yes, it I is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, not even worthy, it's not even worthy of saying, please take me off your list. It's just a, it's just a hit, delete, write. I don't know why mm-hmm. people do that. Um, even, if I had, even if I had discussed something with you, it's still not an effective way to start an email. That's I mean, right. If I... If I if I just emailed you and say, hi, Ray, per our discussion last week, and even though you knew me, it's just not an effective way to start an email conversation. Mm-hmm. That being said, let's let's take a look at the telephone doctor's three-part greeting. And it's very simple. As a matter of fact, I think I put it on Instagram and LinkedIn, and I might put it on again. So if you go to the uh, at telephone, I forget what I am on, on, on Instagram. If you put Nancy Friedman, I guess it will come up. But um, there's a, there's less than a one minute video on how on how to answer your phone more effectively, and if you notice, I'm saying more effectively because telephone doctor isn't the only, it's not the first, it's not the best, but I will stand on my little yellow soapbox and say we are the most effective, and that means more to me than being first or best or only. So, the three part greeting means you only need three things. The first is what we call a buffer, B-U-F-F-E-R. And buffer words are good morning, good afternoon, thanks for calling, Merry Christmas. I don't care what they are, but they need to be there. They, they're, the, they're the greeting. They're the handshake of the telephone call. You need a buffer. And people always say to me, well, Nancy, what do you use a telephone doctor? Well, we use thanks for calling. Well, why do you use thanks for calling? Because years ago... I was hearing on the phone when the girls would answer, uh, good evening, and it was 9 o'clock in the morning, or good morning when it was 5 o'clock <laughs> at night. So 
I said, why don't we just say thanks for calling, and you'll never need to worry about how you answer the phone. Well, they liked that. So we chose thanks for calling, telephone doctor's office, and then your name. This is Nancy. Stop. Anything after our name erases our name. How can I help you is not necessary on initial greetings. You're there to help. That's why you answered. I called the bank the other day. It's fresh in my mind. She said, good morning, and Mary, how can I help you? I said, well, my statement is wrong. I, I, you know, can you, no, I can't help you. I said, then why did you say you could? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, the statement is useless. The statement is useless if you are not able to help the caller. So the bottom line is, That's... hi, thanks for calling telephone doctor's office. This is Nancy. And two things happen. Whoops, bingo. Two things happen when we use that three-part greeting. Number one. It speeds the rapport building process, and that's what we're looking for is to build rapport on that initial call because you only get 15 seconds. You only get 15 seconds. So it speeds the rapport building call. And secondly, what, we are, what our surveys have found is as soon as you say, this is Nancy, the caller says, well, hi, Nancy, this is Roy Pillars. Well, hi, Roy, nice to meet you by phone. So you usually get the name. 80% of the time, the other caller will tell you because you have given your name. If you say, how can I help you, after your name, they, you've erased your name. Mm-hmm. So I, I get on my little soapbox with that because, you know, yeah, we hear people say, Acme. You know, they're not rude, but they, they don't use a buffer and they don't put their name on it. <laughs> Excuse me. And everybody, like you know, the waiter at the table, we like to know who's waiting on us. So then my greeting of, hey, butthead, what is it you want? I'm busy here. Isn't a good greeting. Well, I, you know, you're being cute, and I love you for that. But I don't think, I, I don't think that's a realistic answer on a phone. They might sound rude, like, you know, uh, XYZ, Cody. They might say that. But I don't think anybody's ever picked up the phone and said, hey, butthead, what do you want? Uh, well, actually, I did yesterday. Uh, uh, only when he's calling me. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, something there like you that, go. Yeah. Hey, there I you picked go. up clients by chewing them out before. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it is Fred, you and I have, Fred and Ray, you and I have never met, so I'm taking you as you sound, and I'm going to play with that. You don't, you don't scare me at all, let me tell you that. But um, <laughs> I've, been in the business, I've been in the business world a long time, and I've heard – all sorts of stories. I've not, that's the first time I've heard anybody say that. So I'm going to leave you be on that one. You can own that. I have references who will tell you that I've chewed them out and they've signed with me. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> As I say, you can own that one. I do. Okay. Fred, Fred is the one who asks those, he asks those annoying questions. So I'm, I'm the more logical one on this show. So. <laughs> I, I, I have to, I have to say that uh, I think that uh, we, you know, you said there were three three points so far. You've mentioned one, and uh, my company is good on that one. We answer the phone exactly that way. So good. go ahead. I'm interested in number two. Well, the buffer is the number one. The company name is the second, and the third is your name. So in your case, oh, okay. OZ, thanks okay. for call, thanks for calling Molly. Maybe okay. this is Nancy. And stop mm-hmm. after Nancy. We're, then, so, then, then we're three for three, well, so I'm I'm happy. Okay, good, and congratulations. <laughs> well, you know, and Fred, I don't know if this is important to your audience or not, but um, I am a former franchisor. We had five franchisees, four we let go very quickly, and one we kept too long. 
So mm-hmm. I have sat in the position of other franchisors, and I have uh, been – well, I never was a franchisee. But now I speak at conferences, being a two-time speaker at IFA and, and dozens and dozens of franchisor conferences around the country – to uh, to help them in, improve their communications with their customers. So I hear a lot, you know, this is how we answer, and nobody's wrong. Nobody hangs up on me when I do my mystery calls. But, man, you know, I'm glad I'm here sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. No, wait, so, I, Ray. I, I, go wait, ahead, wait, Fred. Wait, wait, Station identification. We want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us, and we're looking forward to their soon jump to the Shoutcast Network. Uh, callers can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. However, if you're listening to this on a date other than Thursday, then you can't call in, so don't call in. And now a word from one of our great, great, great sponsors, Mr. Nick Neonakis at the Franchise Consulting Company. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And take it away, my friend, Ray. So, Nancy, we talked a few minutes in the green room just before the show and we talked a little bit about enunciation. How important is it to be understood on the phone? Well, enunciation and communication, and anybody who runs a business knows that it, that is beyond critical. Um, the, I think it should be we do more miscommunicating than we do communications. As far as enunciation, uh, Ray, and I hope you don't mind, you can kick me under the table. My husband happens to wear a hearing aid, and I believe you do too, so... People who wear hearing aids, they don't listen slower, but in fact they do listen slower because they have to, it's like listening in another language. When you talk to somebody who speaks, you know, fluent Spanish or from, from, from Mexico or something, they hear it in English, it goes in their head, and they have to translate it into Spanish, and it has to come out English. So that takes time. So people aren't stupid, and they're, you know, maybe be a little slow in tr- making the transition. But I think the key word with, with, uh, with foreign languages, at least, is patience, number one. But as far as enunciation, uh, I've heard senior executives and, and newbie millennials slur their words. So it's not – we don't have a, a a segment that's doing it. it it's everybody. I heard – God love him. Lou Holtz has has a, a, an enunciation problem, a, a slight list. I heard him speak. I, I had a trouble hearing, understanding him. He's a great man. I love him. I had lunch with him. But it, it was difficult to understand him. So enunciating is critical, especially in sales and communications, OMG. I mean, I have a story after story after mm-hmm. story on communications and how they've – let me tell you one that happened. Ray and, uh, Fred, Ray and I were talking while I was at, my, at the hospital with my husband for an MRI yesterday. 
And uh, we had made the appointment. My husband said, I have an 8 o'clock appointment on Wednesday at the hospital for an MRI. I said, good, we'll, we'll get there about 10 to. So we got there at 10 to 8. They took them in at 8 o'clock. They did all the paperwork, insurance cards, and said, okay, sit here and we'll call you. So 8.15 came, 8.20 came, 8.30 came, 20 to, uh, 25 to 9 came, and I went up to the desk. I said, we were here at 8 o'clock for our appointment. How late is it going to be? She said, oh, your appointment's not till 8.45. I said, well, they told us 8. <laughs> no, that's the paper time. That's the paper time. Well, okay, so 8.45 came and went, 9 o'clock came and went, 10 after 9 came and went. Finally, they came to get him. And the guy that takes him in says, we're way behind schedule, so he's not going to go into the MRI machine till about 9.30, quarter to 10. So he gets out at 10 after 11 before we can go to lunch. And I said, wouldn't it have been nice if they said to you, Mr. Friedman, this is a three-hour procedure. You're going to get here at 8. You'll go. You'll check in. Your appointment for the MRI is 8.45. We're usually behind time because people come in at 6 o'clock and things back up. And so you can figure it's going to take an hour for the MRI. I mean, it could have been so easily handled with clear communications, and that's just one instance. If I asked my audience, give me a story of miscommunication, everybody would have one. Yep, that, that's the truth. One of the things that irritate me the most when you call for customer service and you're sent to someplace like India, and, and uh, it, it's I have nothing against people who have an accent, except I have an extreme difficulty understanding them. Oh, and my it husband takes too, me, right? It takes me longer to process because when you mm-hmm. when you listen to uh, a sentence from somebody uh, and you receive, let's say, approximately 60% of that, and then you your brain has got to fill in the other 40% until you say, oh, they must have said this. Right. <laughs> and, and then that's why there is a delay there. But uh, when you're t- especially when you're talking something technical, uh, you know, a support service of some kind, and they're trying to get technical wording, you know, uh, communicated to you properly, it, it can be quite difficult. Well, and and that's one of the reasons to- I mentioned that. And you should bring bring that up because the 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 calls that are going out of the country. Let me give you a little tip here um, that I learned long ago. But the calls that are going out of the country, they're coming back a little faster than I think everybody thought. They are coming back. Uh, that is a fact. They're not all of them coming back all at one time, obviously. But I got one the other day when I called the cable company, and I I am not hard of hearing, but I could not understand him totally. And I simply said, I apologize. I cannot understand you. I need to speak to the mainland. And that's your key word when you can't understand them, the mainland. If you say, I need to speak with someone who speaks English, they go, I speak English. You know, they, they, they do speak English. It's just, it just not as well as we would like it to. So the key word when you're talking with somebody overseas in, in a call center environment that you know has been shuffled to Buffalo there, um, just say, I apologize. I am having trouble understanding you. I need to speak with someone on the mainland. I believe it's the law because every time I ask that, they say, one moment, please. I think that's what they said. And the next thing I hear is, hi, this is Mary, you know, and, and I can talk with her. And I said, I hope I, I, mm. hope I didn't offend anybody because we don't want to offend anybody. We understand that. Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's very frustrating for those those calls when, when we have them, especially when it's when the call center people are reading a script, I don't know about you, but I find that offensive. Yeah. Scripts yeah. are for actors. Scripts are for actors, and those are the only people who should be using them. You want people to follow something, make bullet points. 
Don't give somebody don't give somebody who's never looked at a script a script. That so makes sense. I, I, I'm going to uh, uh, change gears here uh, real quick. How in the world did you ever get into the franchise speaking industry? Well, normally, thank you for asking. Normally, I would say that's a lunch date, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> going to happen too well. Um, the uh, many years ago, two young men came and said, "We heard about your company. We'd like to help you franchise." And I'll just, I'm going to fast forward. We're, our eyes got big because we thought we could be the next Sylvan Learning, and we could, you know, and they made a spreadsheet for us, and it was just, it was really impressive. I will give them that. But the bottom line is, after they started signing up franchisees, we found that, you know, we needed three people. We needed an owner, a manager, and a trainer. And they were giving us one person to do all three, and I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to work, and it didn't. So we closed them all down, bottom line. Fast forward. Uh, one of the, well, the glass doctor president, Mark Liston, who's a friend of mine, happened to be a, a telephone doctor client, and he stopped in my office a while back, and he said, are you a member of IFA? And I said, I am not. He said, well, you should be. And I said, why? He said, because the people are fabulous. So I joined mm-hmm. IFA, and then I started, I've been speaking in the franchise industry for a while, but meeting the franchise people, and I told you I met Meg Roberts from Molly Maid. She was just wonderful. She sat through mm-hmm. while I spoke at ISSA, and we took our picture together. I should send it to you. But the bottom line is the franchise industry has uh, been very good to me, and I know that I'm good to it. Uh, and I do speak, that being said, I speak in what we call the Gen Pop also. You know, we, we go to the, when I say normal companies, we go to, you know, corporations as well. As we go to government, we've been, you know, we've been to about four or five Air Force and Navy bases. Um, I don't think anybody doesn't need the topics that we deliver, and I'm, I'm proud to be there. That's so, the short story. That's the short story. Yeah, that's right? the short story. <laughs> um, what I, I think I was looking more for how you started in the industry, and not necessarily franchising, but talking about ah. speaking. Okay. Well, that that is that is a that'll cost you a drink, but I'll go. I'll give you the short version. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Fred, you're being awfully quiet. I'm listening. It's not even. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and actually, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, about 25 or 30 years ago, I picked. I was working with my husband in his advertising business, and about one of the days, something happened. I happened to pick up the phone. And I called my insurance agent, and uh, they were quite rude to me. And I just finally called them back, and I said, "Is there? Are you in a gas station, Fred?" Not me. <laughs> Okay. Right. Oh, you've, you you uh, you probably heard a beeping sound. It's right. Yeah. Okay, that was a uh, uh, not too far from uh, uh, FedEx. From ah, our, our okay. Well, I, I didn't know if it didn't know if it was on this end or that. Okay. Anyway, I happened while I was working for my husband, I happened to call my insurance agent and I told him to cancel all my policies. No small job. We were his largest account. He said, my gosh, Nancy, what happened? So I told him, your people stink. They're so rude. They're so unpleasant. They're so unfriendly. And I just don't want to do business with you. He said, well, you're right. He said, I want you to come over and train my people. I said, okay. So I went to his office. They had two round tables, uh, six, seven people at each table. And I had a cup of coffee and I had a donut. At 9 o'clock, Michael said, Nancy's going to speak with us. 
So I stood up in front of these 15, 16 people, and I said, well, say please, and say thank you, and say you're welcome, and have a nice day, and happy birthday. And they were writing as, as fast as, as they could. One woman said, oh, my gosh, he'll write these down, write these down. And I started to walk out the door. The president of the insurance company said, wait a minute, Nancy. I said, what's wrong? He said, well, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to thank you. I said, well, you're welcome. He said, no, you don't understand. We really learned some new things. Wow, I came home to my husband and had a drink with him. I said, Dick, let me tell you what happened today. So I told him about calling Michael and canceling the policies and the cookies and the donuts and the round table and what the president of the insurance company said to me. And I said, Dick, things that you and I do, like breathing in and breathing out, I don't understand. And Dick looked me right in the eye and said, Nancy, don't ever be surprised. Nobody has ever shown them. Well, I mentioned this story, and this is where it kicks in, to the then general manager of a newspaper in Davenport, Iowa. He happened to be one of our big clients, so we took him to dinner. Now, what do you think you talk about when you take one of your big clients to dinner? You talk about what you did today. You'll probably talk about this this program tonight at dinner. I mean, that's what we do. Hey, I have Nancy on the program. Here's what Mm -hmm. she talks about. So he said, what would you do today? So I told him about calling Michael and canceling the policies and the cookies and the donuts and the round table. I told him about the president said. I didn't think much about it. I finished it. My dinner went home. Came to my office the next morning. My my phone was ringing. It was the general manager of the newspaper in Davenport, Iowa. Iowa, and he said, Nancy, I I've been thinking about what we talked about last night, and you're right. He said, uh, from president to maintenance, if you have a telephone on your desk, you should be trained. Would you come to my newspaper and would you train my people? I said, sure. How many people do you have? He said, 300. I turned to my husband. I said, now look what you got me into. He said, well, you can do it, Nancy. So. I sat down and I wrote a half-day program, and I flew up to Davenport, Iowa, and delivered two, well, four programs, actually, morning, afternoon, morning, and afternoon. And the first program was delivered only to management, because Bob, the general manager of the newspaper, said to me, if this program is going to work, and I want it to, it must start at the top. It must dribble down. It cannot dribble up. And so, Nancy, I want you to deliver the program to all my managers, everybody in the newspaper. And so the first program was delivered to all the managers of the Quad City Times in Davenport, Iowa, if you know where that is. And when I was done, the mm-hmm. editor of the Quad City Times walked up to me and he said, man, he says, you, you sure got all the cures? He said, I'm going to call you the doctor. I'm going to call you the telephone doctor. And I came running home to Dick. I said, Dick, some guy called me the telephone doctor. What will we do? He said, let's go get it registered. We're going to have some fun. So fun we've been having running around the country, the world, if you will. I mean, the program that we present has been presented, presented in Australia, United Kingdom, Istanbul, Turkey, Jamaica, Bermuda, Germany. The United States does not have a monopoly on poor customer service. So I love to tell the story. Uh, It's longer than I – I mean, I I made it shorter than it normally is because I don't want to take up all the time. Uh, But it it is a good story on an entrepreneurial accident, if you will. This was not planned. Mm -hmm. And little little by little, people heard what I – go ahead. That story is fascinating because I think it's always fascinating to hear how people got involved in what they're doing today. But let me stop you for a second, Ray. Ray. You're going to interrupt me again, aren't you? (laughs) I'm going to. So you got to take time to think about your question real well. So again, thanks to the Lincoln Local Network. If you're listening and it's Thursday, you can call in at 323-580-5755. And now word from our friends at the Promo Sharecast. PromoShareCast.com. Always been a leader, and I've always been pretty creative. It all starts with with character. Speaker of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Success is a result of steady. The roller coaster just took a deep dive. Yeah. Genius idea, right? <laughs> Health, wealth, and spirituality. Jamie 
Thanks, Mike. 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 All right. I, I, what I was going to do is, uh, uh, I think a, a lot of uh, people who listen to our, our broadcast are basically interested now in, well, how do I check on this? How do I make sure that I am doing the right thing when I answer the phone or my employees are doing? So I assume that there's some mystery calling involved in this. And if so, what should the mystery caller be looking for? The best mystery caller is the owner or the manager. So when I go and I talk at conferences, my first question is, how many of you have ever stopped to call in and ask for yourself a service or a product? And I am appalled when I have three, four hundred, five hundred people in the audience and six people raise their hand that they haven't called. You know, they've called in. So that leaves an awful lot of people who have never mystery shopped their own companies. It is painful, but it needs to be done. It needs to be done. And one woman said, well, they'll recognize my voice. Well, they may if you call up and ask for somebody else. But if you call up and ask for yourself, I do it all the time here at Telephone Doctor. I call up and say, is Nancy there? I mean, nobody's ever said, oh, is that you screwing around, Nancy? They think it. They may know it, but they'll, <laughs> they'll never test. Thank you. They'll never test the water. So the bottom line is, if there's any managers or owners listening, and, Ray, you might want to do it yourself. What do you have, one or two franchises? I have one franchise, and uh, we have well, quite a few people that answer the phone. So, And uh, they pretty much, well, first of all, with caller ID, they know I'm calling in. So I ha- well, when I do miss the well, call. Yeah. Let me, let me, I'm going to interject. I'm going to interject and interrupt you there. You obviously would not call from your own phone, okay? Do not call. Right. This is, you know, I want to say common sense, but if you're going to call and you have caller ID, And I will speak to caller ID if you'd like me to. I know we're just about wrapping up our time here, but I will speak to caller ID if you want me to because that's a that's a bad thing, caller ID. And I can tell you why in another Mm -hmm. story. But it's not as effective as everybody thinks it is, especially if you pick it up with "Hi Ray" and it isn't Ray. And that happens more (laughs) often now because people are using other people's phones from their desk at the office or whatever. So. It, it's just not a good idea to pick up with the caller's name. Uh, it is not a good idea. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's not a good idea. Because if you answer with, hi, Ray, you've lost, you've lost the three-part greeting. You've lost the opportunity to rapport build. You've lost the whole, the whole emphasis. So I, I swing my bat at the, at the caller ID because of several real stories that, that have happened. And I, I, just, I took it out of Telephone Doctor. We don't use it anymore. Well, 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 I'm going to bring up another thing that's uh, coming on on our forefront uh, uh, quite soon. Uh, when a customer calls our phone, their uh, entire um, uh, customer information will pop up on our computer screen. So, right. and not only will you know, so this is this is you know something that we're going to be dealing with where we are not now. Do you have any advice on on something like that? My advice is you don't need to tell the caller, oh, here's your information right now. Are you still at 444 West Main Street? That's none of the mm-hmm. caller's business. They don't, you know, everybody knows we got a database, all right? Everybody assumes that we're on somebody's database. So the the best way to handle that, in my opinion, is to say if some, somebody called I, me and I had a Molly made, yes, I'd like some information, you know, I don't want to role play because you never know what's happening, but... You know, let me have your, your your name and make sure that you're in our files. And maybe it's up there already. 
But if you mm-hmm. have it up and say, oh, it popped up, it's like Big Brother. That's what I'm thinking, too. The few seconds We should be able to confirm it, but not say, oh, it popped yes, up sir. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, 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 we went to the same high school. Yes, sir. <laughs> when we were raised by the same mother or whatever they call it. Um, there's no same value the in saying, oh, I have your... Yeah, there's no value saying, oh, I have your information, it's already here. That takes all the wind out of the customer. That just takes all the wind out of the customer. Okay, you can say, let me check if you're on the computer. Ah, yes, I found you. Okay, are you still still spelling it P-I-L-L-A-R? Good, okay. Mm -hmm. And you're still in uh, in Aurora, Illinois? Great. Let me confirm the address. Would you give it to me, please? Great. Okay, that confirms it. Or you say the address, and is that right? And Mm -hmm. anything else that might be. those screens pop up in a lot of places, and the people aren't, they're not taught how to handle the situation. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see where, yeah, because I was thinking about that, you know, trying to put myself in my customer's uh, head. And, sure. you know, if that, if that happened to me, I'd say, what other, what else do you know about me? <laughs> you know? That's a little and is unnerving. It right? You know, is it is it right? Mm-hmm. I have all your information right here. Well, how do you know I didn't move? I mean, it it mm-hmm. just there's two ways to think about it. That's just my way. And if you know anybody wants to not feel that way, probably Fred. That's okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. I got about five more minutes here before my ride comes, so I would love to answer any questions if there are some questions. Ray, you always have questions. I do, I do. So uh, we, we, we have no callers right at this point. No, is that correct, right Fred? So what okay. I would ask Nancy so, is, is, wait, I got one for her. Um, how okay. do you, what can you do? Because you also offer sales training, do you not? Yes, sir, I do. So what sales advice would you give to Ray for his people to sell more? Well, that's a great question, but without getting a needs assessment from Ray, I wouldn't even attempt that. Salespeople who try to answer all the questions before knowing what Ray's business is about, although I know I know a little bit about the business, but I don't know if he has seasoned salespeople. I don't know if he has newbies. I don't know if he has a combination platter. Uh, I, I don't know what area he's strong in. I don't know what area he needs help in. So I'm a needs assessor. So, Ray, if you want that to happen... I'll be happy to take this offline, and you can say, Nancy, they're they're not good about cross-selling or upselling or whatever whatever situation you may be in. Um, but I guess the best thing I would say is just be be business friendly. And what is, people always say, well, what's business friendly? Well, if you take the friendly out of business friendly, all you've got is business as usual, and then you become one of the gray mass of average people out there that does what everybody else does. So. I don't want to be that gray mass of average. I don't want to be mediocre. So I've tried in my life to find a way where I will stand out a little bit above somebody else. Does that make sense, Ray? That's a, absolutely. That's what we do strive for. We definitely strive to make sure that we're as friendly as we could possibly be. And, I, you know, I, I do – I'm a, a consumer, and I, I hire a lot of vendors for different things, you know, from printing to, you know, telephone services and, and things like that. If, if I can't get along with that person on the phone, if I can't pick up the phone and get, and, and get service immediately without going through, you know, uh, a 10-minute uh, calling tree, uh, 
you know, that's, I'd rather pay a few bucks more to get the service that I need, well, you know, quickly and friendly and, 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 of course, accurately. Well, I believe you're in the right and not, not in the middle, but I believe you're above average in that, and I think that's what most people want. I did look up Molly Maids in your area, and your reviews are excellent, so you can stand behind your promise that, you know, you are friendly and stand behind the promise of what your customers think of you. Because let's face it, you know, it, it's a social world now, and people talk. I mean, you get in an elevator, there's nine people, and you walk in the elevator and say, don't ever go to that dentist, he stinks. You've just told nine people about a dentist mm-hmm. that stinks. So, I mean, it, it, whether it's social media or an elevator that's crowded that you talk bad about a restaurant or whatever, uh, people talk. That's, that's what happens. They talk about you. That's they true. talk about me. They talk about, they talk about rest. They talk about cars. They talk about everything. We're going to talk about Fred. <laughs> you can talk about me. Everybody talks about Fred. <laughs> the thing is, is I probably have a larger social audience than most people do. So you want to talk smack? Let's talk smack. So what? Okay. The, how do people get a hold of you? I know you got to run, and we want to make sure I'll jump in this week's – I'll steal Ray's last question. How do people get a hold of you? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Very Probably the easiest person in – that I know of to get a hold of. It's nancyfriedman.com, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, nancyfriedman.com, is the obviously the website. The phone number, we're in St. Louis, so we're Central Standard Time, is 314-291-1012. And I'll repeat that because you never give a phone number once, 314-291-1012. So you get email, and email is nancy at telephonedoctor.com if you want N-A-N-C-Y at telephonedoctor is all spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R dot com and I welcome Ray if you'd like further consultation be happy to talk with you you're a delightful gentleman Uh, Fred you are very quiet but he's not really (laughs) a nice man okay <laughs> we must have dominated the the show this time because he's I'm usually sure interjecting. I'm sure we did. Well, <laughs> it's hard to have two hosts. I, I commend you both for doing that because it is difficult to to uh, have. To, I don't know of another show that has two hosts unless you know. I, I can't think of one offhand uh, because one will dominate the other. So, thank you for your so, questions, Ray. I appreciate it, and Fred. Oh, I appreciate the you. opportunity to be with you. Uh, anybody wants me? I'm the easiest person to get a hold of. Hello. All right. Well, yeah, oh, you're still there. Fred, okay. I know you. We we know you got to go, so we appreciate you being on the show. We're going to have to have you back again and talk well, more about other parts of improving customer service. I appreciate that, and that's probably my confusion when he said that so show starts at 3:45. I thought we'd be done by 4:15, 4:30. So. A uh, little miscommunication, but that doesn't I don't put that on anybody but me. Okay. Have a great week, guys. I appreciate your, your interest Thanks. and I appreciate the show. A pleasure. Thanks, you Thank too. You. Mm-hmm. And now Bye-bye. we'll go into our last commercial slot. Hey franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. 
Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to mediavinemarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. Mediavine Marketing. We know franchises and we want to help yours grow. All right, Ray, we're back. We've got a couple of minutes left. Any words of wisdom for our listeners? I uh, I think the um, the next question I would have asked Nancy if she was able to stay on the show is uh, one one I think one of the things that I depend on is my ability to ferret out if someone is sincere or not. So when you're talking to a vendor and or you're talking to uh, you know someone who wants to sell you something. You, you could pretty get a pretty good idea how sincere they are about what they're talking about, or they're just spouting some sales speech they learned. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I, I was wondering if if there's some way that that can be inculcated into um, uh, your staff's uh, 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 repertoire when they answer the phone. That's a really good question. Um, I've seen you do that. I've seen. I think one of the questions you. Had, Used to ferret out, ferret out uh, if people are sincere or not. If you're gonna, they're gonna try to sell you Twitter. Um, <laughs> um, but other than that, I guess that doesn't work if you're gonna talk to a business supply guy. Um, I always come at it from. Um, Sometimes phone's hard to deal with if you're you're talking to folks on the phone about it because it's really hard to get a clue on if they know what they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. For me, since I run into that a lot, um, I usually find my best uh, way to show that I actually have a clue that I know what I'm talking about is asking questions. I figure either A, I'll learn something, B, they'll figure out that I'm asking intelligent questions or see if I get really, really lucky, I've come up with a question that they've never thought of and they go, hmm, that's a really good question. I don't have an answer, which means I'm mm-hmm. ahead of them. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, that's, a, I, that's the best way that at least from a business development point of view that I've ever been able to, and it, yeah, I guess it fits my pain in the butt style of always wanting to know what the next step is or how to be successful for somebody is. And the only way I've ever been able to figure out how to do that is by asking people questions. I'm open to advice. Well, one of the things that we talked a little bit about um, just before the show was the you were spouting statistics to me about our show. And maybe now is a good time to uh, go ahead and tell everyone, you know, how well we're doing. Well, so in the last 30 seconds, I can tell you, as I was looking to the stats last night, um, uh, I, I'm still working on the, um, the listens of the show downloads. But uh, about two weeks ago, we had another 500 listen day. And so listen-wise, we're doing great. Website-wise, we're doing great. But the number that really stood out uh, to me, which is in the last six months we've been tracking, um, 
our Alexa ranking has improved from 26 million down to 3.472 million. And that's a jump of uh, 22 million websites with a jump of 2 million website improvement in the last 30 days. So we're not where we're going to be, but man, after six months, we're about a year ahead of where I thought we'd be. Wow. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, to you too, obviously. Must be uh, doing something right. (laughs) Or we're just really entertaining either way. So we're about out of time. So, folks, we'll see you next week on, or at least listen to you next week on Pillars of Franchising. 